What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Masters. I saw plenty of Jordan Spieth tickets last week. I know a ton of you used him in one and done situations, so congratulations. I know there was a lot of great success out there this week, and we're going to try to replicate that same success for this week at Augusta National. Before we do that, there is so much content going on. I don't even know where to point you. Uh, just go to my my Twitter profile, at Rick Run Good. I have pinned a thread. It is a thread on my profile page that I've been adding all of the content for for the entire week, whether it's DFS previews, whether it's me being a guest on another show, whether it's having someone on a show that I host. There's just a million things going on. That was the best way I thought I could keep it all straight. And there are so many uh, live chats in your future for Wednesday. There's just so much good stuff going on. I, I hope you are as excited as I am and I'm ready to do this. Let's let's just jump right into the tournament predictor tool. The tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com as everything that you see is available on rickrungood.com. It is a way that I simulate the tournament 1000 times and then I look at those simulated results and I compare them to the odds makers odds and I go from there and I see if there's any value. That's kind of how I how I treat this whole thing. Uh, I do not blindly uh, follow this. It is just a way for me to get more information, maybe find some golfers that I hadn't considered Considered, maybe rule some guys out. I don't know. It's all part of the process. And there should be no surprise that there are uh, two golfers that are leading the way here. Dustin Johnson won my simulation 10.2% of the time. It is the same exact percent of the time that Justin Thomas one in my simulation. Obviously, Dustin Johnson is your defending champion. JT has improved every single year at Augusta National, and if he's going to improve on his uh, on his fourth place finish from 2020, there are only a few places to go uh, for for JT. So those two are very interesting. There is a tiny bit of expected value on both of those golfers because I have them winning a hair more than the implied Vegas odds do. Of course, Justin Thomas being a better bet considering him and DJ are both winning the same amount, but Justin Thomas has longer odds. Patrick Cantlay not only shows up next in my model, but it is uh, one of the, the, the two bets that I have made thus far. I have made two bets at the time that I am recording this, uh, and I, I worked hard uh, to go get those odds. I'll, I'll tell you that in, in just a second. Um, John Rahm is next, 7.4%. He's about dead even. He's a fair bet. I don't like to necessarily bet fair outrights, but there he is. Jordan Spieth, 7%. He's there as well. So that's your top five. Uh, the surprises for me were Bryson DeChambeau coming in as low as he did, 4.6%. The the 2020 Masters result uh, really hurt his uh, simulation. You know, he hasn't... Um, always had a ton of success in the recent, you know, the recent, I don't want to call it a failure, but he finished, you know, T30, whatever, uh, did hurt his simulation results a little bit, but otherwise a lot of familiar names in the mix on this side of it. There are a couple of guys that certainly have me concerned. Um, I would be lying if I said I didn't have a little bit of concern for Dustin Johnson. I think I described it where, you know, if if um, my excitement level is on a scale from 1 to 10 and 5 is like normal excited, I'm like a 4 
slightly less excited than normal to to get a bet in on Dustin Johnson with some of his recent form um, and and struggles leading into this event. I think that he was uh, intending to play the Valero Texas Open because he felt at the time that he registered he needed more time and more competitive rounds underneath his belt. Uh, of course, he withdrew from the Valero on Monday, didn't end up playing, but I think that that, that decision to even get into the field was a bit telling. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that for me... Rory McIlroy is is troublesome. He's a guy that I would sell high on, and I'm actually going to lump him in with another golfer that I think is a sell high candidate on um, potentially DFS purposes, potentially your betting card, and in stock market DFS in the jock market, which is something that I've been getting into. So I'm going to lump him in as a sell high, and then on the flip side, I'll give you a couple of buy lows. I'm going deep down the betting board for my first buy low option, and that's Ryan Palmer. And the price on Palmer this week is almost a joke. You can get him at 150 to 1, which means I'm targeting an IPO price of Ryan Palmer at $4.50 a share. At that price, he would only have to finish inside the top 38th to make me money on those shares. And the reason I like him, it not only has Ryan Palmer been one of the most valuable fantasy golfers, offers on the tour for nearly 18 months, but he has contended in some of the biggest events on the planet. In just the last year, he has a runner-up finish at the Memorial, a T4 at the Zozo Championship. He finished fourth at the Tournament of Champions, and of course, a runner-up finish at the Farmers Insurance Open with all that great play. That is what earned him an invite to the Masters for the first time since 2015. And you know it's Masters Week when I'm talking about Phil Mickelson as a buy-low candidate. And if you follow along, you know that I am not a big Phil Mickelson fan, but I have to admit... Something looks good right now. The metrics are actually favorable for Mickelson for the first time in a long time. In fact, he's gained strokes on approach in four of his last five starts, something that he has not done since February of 2019, over two years ago. He did miss the cut last week at the Valero Texas Open, but that was really all thanks to just one hole, making a 10 on the par 5 18th. And if he's ever going to find that Mickelson magic, it'll be here at Augusta National in his 20. 29th trip. Of course, he's got three trophies on the mantle and 15 top 10 finishes at this event. But what I really like about buying him at $6 a share in the jock market is I'm not asking Phil Mickelson to win this golf tournament. I'm not even asking him to finish fifth or 10th. In fact, anything inside the top 28 at that price would return me a profit per share. So it's a really good way to buy into some of these dart throws, some of these flyers, some of these penny stocks that are almost certainly not going to win, but can absolutely outplay their expectations. And on the flip side, I have to sell high on Rory McIlroy. I suspect that his IPO is going to close on Wednesday evening more expensive than $8 a share, but that's as high as I'm willing to go on McIlroy. It would indicate that he needs to finish inside the top 18 to return me a profit on $8 a share. And for Rory, there's just a lot going on right now. You know, the box scores and the results are still okay. When you look at him on the course, he seems struggling. He seems like he's struggling. He's 
seems like he's lost. And if you're just a little bit off at Augusta National, you are in big trouble. Um, you know, it, it really requires you to be in complete control of your game. And I think by the time we get to Wednesday evening, we're going to have plenty of conversation about Rory McIlroy and this being the only major that he needs to complete the career grand slam. And people like Rory and the sentiment is going to push him up over my $8 limit that I'm willing to go on him. So I have a feeling that Rory McIlroy is not going to be getting into my portfolio this week. And finally, here I am scratching my head for what to do with Victor Hovland. I've set a target price for him at $6.50, which means he would have to finish inside the top 25 to return me a profit. And I'm not sure he's able to do that right now. Obviously, he was absolutely scorching to start the 2021 calendar year before he struggled at the API. Then he missed the cut at the Players' Championship. And then, quite frankly, he was pretty terrible at the match play. Didn't even put up much of a fight in his own group failing to advance to the elimination stage. So for me, this is a golfer who I am so high and so bullish on, but he is trending in the wrong direction. And with a field this deep, you're going to get plenty of guys who are trending in the right direction. I've set my sights at $6.50 on Victor Hovland, and I'm willing to spend up to that price, but I'm not willing to pay a penny more. If you haven't joined Jock Market yet, use the code RICK50 for a $50 deposit bonus. And if you want to join us at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday for the Jock Market Power Hour, that's right here on the Rick Rungood YouTube channel. We will spend the final hour of the IPO phase talking about the live pricing that's happening at the moment, the strategy, the players, anything else you could possibly imagine. So set your alarms for that, and I'll see you there. I just love that format. I just love it. It's so much. I just love it. There's it's it's so much different than betting because, you know, even if your guy doesn't win or finish in the top 5 or finish in the top 10, you can get plenty of returns. And if he doesn't play well, uh it doesn't wipe out your entire bet either. So I just I think it's a really interesting format especially in a week like this. Um the two bets that I've made I have made two bets. Uh, one was Patrick Cantlay. The other was Paul Casey. I actually uh, got in the car, <laughs> drove down to the strip and placed these at Circa because they had odds that I couldn't find in other places. Paul Casey's right here. Um, you know, Sp- DraftKings Sportsbook, it has him at 35 to 1. A lot of, you can, you can shop this number. I've seen him at 30. I've seen him at 33. I've seen him at 40. I drove down to Circa and got a 50 on him. That is why I got in the car and went down there. Um, so there, there are numbers lurking out there. This is the one I think you need to shop. I've talked about Paul Casey a lot this week, but what I'm looking at is the lead-in form to the Masters. Over the years, has been critically important for the guy who ends up winning the golf tournament. Paul Casey has been phenomenal from tee to green since the start of the year, and it doesn't even include the strokes gain numbers, don't even include his win on the European Tour. So by all accounts, all the metrics that we have on the PGA Tour for Paul Casey would actually be better if there was like a worldwide database, so to speak, for uh, for the statistics. So Paul is, uh, I, I love this play. I'm okay with... Um, living and dying with potentially one really bad hole or uh, the fact that his putter is is going to be troublesome. But that the number that I saw, 50, was too good to pass up. I probably would still bet it at 35 to 1. And quite frankly, let's be real here. It's the Masters. We want to put, we got money in pools. We've got money on bets. Like, are you trying to be a professional gambler? If you are, maybe you don't want the 30 to no, the 30 number because there's a 50 somewhere else or there's a 35 somewhere else. But if you want to have fun, if you want to have a sweat, if you're doing this for entertainment purposes, which I think you should be, 
Just bet the guys you like. Paul Casey, certainly a guy for me. And the other one was Patrick Cantlay. Same thing. This is Cantlay, who is, you know, from tee to green, has been phenomenal. He's in complete control of his game. He won the Zozo Championship. I got, I think I got 22 and a half to one at Circa on, on Patrick Cantlay. So those are the two bets that I've made at this point in the week. I will make more uh, outrights. And of course, top 10s and top 20s and all that. But I was a little bit, I, I made these bets right after Spieth's victory. Sunday night, I thought there there was it it was Spieth moving up into the upper echelon of Masters pricing. Uh, it really it really pushed it actually drifted KC back a little bit. It drifted Cantlay back a little bit, and I thought that was a good time to jump in. And I guess while we're here, you know, speaking of Jordan Spieth, who wins my simulation 7% of the time, he is now, um, you know, William Hill in Nevada has has placed him as the favorite. Uh, FanDuel is very, very close to doing the same thing. I think he's at 9.5 to 1 last time I checked. Uh, DraftKings has kept him kind of deeper than that, just as like the third favorite, maybe 11.5 to 1, 10 to 1 in some situations. Um, I, I, I've missed the boat on Jordan Spieth. I'm, I'm not going to bet it now. There were 50 to 1 numbers a couple of months ago. There was 100 to one number last summer like I've I've missed the boat on this there are formats that are going to be great to to get exposure to Jordan Spieth in this week but having a physical outright ticket on him is not one that I'm going to have I'll take my little tidy winnings from the Valero Texas Open last week and I'll just move right on and consider different golfers you know further down the board I've I've kind of grown um I've grown pretty bullish on on Matt Wallace uh, as as the week is is moving on here. You know, I, let me let me just pull this up and show you. So I've got the Holy Grail open here, and I've just picked the last two seasons dating back to the start of the 2020 season, which actually starts in the fall of 2019. And I just sorted by overall tee to green performances. And Matt Wallace's uh, performance last week at the Valero Texas Open was magnificent. He gained 15.3 strokes from tee to green. That is the best performance in the last two seasons that did not win a golf tournament. Think about that. The three guys who had better weeks Rom at the Memorial, Bryson at Wingsfoot, the U.S. Open, and Dustin Johnson at the Northern Trust, where he won by a million shots, all went on to actually win. It is Matt Wallace who played that well and uh, came up short. If he continues anything close to that type of uh, ball striking and a, and a tee to green play at the Masters, I think that's really compelling. Maybe there's a top 10 in there. Maybe there's a top 20 number in there, but it's outright pretty deep that you're, you're able to get good numbers on some of those ancillary bets as well, or even a couple of matchups. All right, let's pop over to the uh, the head-to-head betting matchups. Again, this is a tool on rickrungood.com. It simulates uh, two golfers against one another over the course of a four-round matchup for any time period that you want. I go back to the start of 2020. I think that's a pretty good date range. And there's one that always, this one jumped out to me right away. Patrick Cantlay versus Rory McIlroy, and Cantlay's the favorite. I, I love Cantlay this week. Um, I love Cantlay in general. I'm just surprised to always see guys as a favorite against Rory McIlroy. And the tournament, uh, the, the head-to-head simulator, backs this up. I have Patrick Cantlay winning this matchup 58% of the time to Rory McIlroy's 41% of the time, putting Patrick Cantlay's money line at minus 139. I'm seeing him on DraftKings Sportsbook right now at minus 120. So in theory, uh, that would be a bet. That would be a bet. You're getting uh, 20 points, 19 points in there for Patrick Cantlay. I would probably fire on that side of it. Um, what else do we have here? There was a couple of other ones that I wanted to show. Woodlands versus Bubba Watson. I, I personally, uh, 
am out on Woodland. I, I have seen him struggle so much for so long, and Bubba started to turn it around a little bit. Yeah, this is... Uh, Okay, they do have Bubba as the favorite. Okay, so I have Bubba winning this 62% of the time. That's pretty significant. He should be minus 163. DraftKings Sportsbook has him at minus 137. So still a sizable favorite over Gary Woodland. Uh, but I actually think he should be bigger than that. Winning at 62% of the time, well, while that's just more than a coin flip, is huge in, in golf head-to-head matchups. So I like that one. And then this one. This one has me perplexed because it is two guys I absolutely, love and I love him this week and I love him every single week it's Daniel Berger versus Webb Simpson and I have no idea what to do here the model has Berger winning this 52% of the time he should be minus 109 DraftKings has him at minus 129 that's why I saw it I thought that number was much too big Webb Simpson wins at 47% of the time he should be plus 109 DraftKings has him at plus 100. So this is a no bet for me. You can't bet either side of this. But when I saw that Berger was that big, uh, I was stunned. You know, I would if you made me bet a side, it would be the Simpson side. But it is not good enough to actually place a wager on. Okay, I think we'll stop there. You can, I mean, there's a million options. You can go. You can plug any of these that you want in on the head-to-head uh, betting matchups tool at rickrungood.com. And now we can talk one and done. So uh, last week, my goodness, you know, I, in in every single one and done that I had Jordan Spieth available, I used him. Unfortunately, it, I, I had used him a lot in a lot of my one and done situations. I, I talked about him all week. I said, he's your guy for one and done. Go out there and roster him. Uh, it's time. I, I logged in and I was like, oh crap, I've already used him. I used him a lot at Pebble Beach. Uh, I used him in this stretch leading up because I figured, hey, he's going to win soon. He's going to win one of these events. And uh, a lot of you cashed in. I believe that he was um, the, I, I, don't, I don't believe, he was in the run good one and done, which started back at the beginning of the season. He was the most popular pick last week. So the 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 large chunk of you all got the full 1.3 million from Jordan Spieth. Congratulations. Chappy Chaps has a tiny Tiny lead of only 17,000 at 10.6 million uh, lead over Caster, Joshua, Graybo, Nash the Flash, and Storm the Shanks rounding out the top five. I dropped from like 15th or 16th to 21st thanks to Tony, Hunky Tony. Actually, did I have Hunky Tony Fino? I think I had Hunky Tony Fino. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did Um, because I I logged in and was like, brutal, brutal stuff. Okay, uh, for this week, well, this is kind of easy. Um, it's the masters. So you've probably, I'm I'm hoping you have been planning for this most of, uh, you know, week to week. Okay. I understand you, you wake up on Monday, you wake up on Tuesday and you think, who am I going to play in a one and done this week? Uh, the majors, you should have an idea of who you're actually going to play. So I'm assuming I don't have to tell you anything. You know, who you are going to roster this week. I mean, the guy that I would roster, um, I mean, here's here's the the field loaded into the one and done tool. You can see average start Jordan Spieth in seven starts has averaged six hundred fifty six thousand dollars at the Masters. Cam Smith has been great. I assume you already know who you're playing. Uh, to me, if you've if you've saved Dustin Johnson, you're still fine to run him out. I know you're a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried too. I think you're still safe to to run him out there. Uh, if you are saving Jordan Spieth or you have saved Jordan Spieth, congratulations, you backdoored yourself into uh, what, it, you know, you, you, you got past the temptation 
of playing him before this, and you got to a guy who is now the third or fourth favorite, or in some places the favorite, to win the golf tournament, congratulations, you can run him out there. If you want to be a bit more contrarian, you need to make some moves. Um, I, I suspect Rory McIlroy won't be all that popular. You know, he would have been the default option six months ago for a lot of people to just bookmark for this spot. And with his play and the play of other guys, I, I think that Rory would be excellent. Um, again, you know who I like this week. It's Cantlay and it's Casey. If, if you have those guys available and you want to be a little bit different, you want to go a little bit further down the board, especially with Paul Casey, uh, I think you are going to reap the benefits of having a low ownership play on him. But listen, it's two million bucks the first. I, I don't think you should be all that unless unless like your segment is ending, unless you're really trying to make up a lot of grounds, there are other spots to pick to pick your spots. There's other spots to pick your spots. Take the 2 million, take your best crack at 2 million, play the guy you've been saving all along. I wish I had a better analysis than that, but I don't play the guy you've been waiting to play all year long. That's it. Bets in one and done. Love it. It's going to be an awesome week. So much content. Follow me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. Leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. And I'll talk to you guys soon.